following podcast has not been rated. You're listening to Fullbacks Are People Too, The Fapt, and here is your host, C.J. Newman. Hey, 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 you're listening to Fullbacks Are People Too, with me, C.J. Newman. I hope you all are having a fantastic whatever time of day it is, wherever you're at right now, whenever you're listening to this podcast. It's about... Eight-ish on a Thursday night here, right before the Green Bay and Seattle game. So I'm going to do this one uh, real quick for you guys and get this out before the game starts so I can sit down and watch it and determine who exactly is going to get eliminated, it seems like, from the playoff contention. It seems like these two are destined for going to the bench this season as far as the playoffs are concerned. I don't think either team is going to make the playoffs, and that's saying something for uh, two teams that have been known to fight each other. Uh, at least during the regular season, especially during the postseason. Those two have had some gruesome matchups over the years, and I don't think either of them are going to make it. It's going to be quite surprising uh, to see how things are going to shake out this season when it comes to the postseason setup, that is. I personally cannot wait to see who's going to make it, but uh, I also want to enjoy football for as long as I possibly can. So I'm not wishing for the season to end right now, especially for the fact that I am a Baltimore Ravens fan and they're currently sitting at four and five and I could use a couple more wins on that schedule coming down the road. Uh, Don't see them uh, personally. I'm not sure how they're going to do going down the the pipe here, but uh, weirder things have happened. I've seen them run the table back in 2000 and going on 11 game winning streak but that's not exactly the 2000 Ravens defense out there so I don't know what's going to happen with them either. Speaking of the Baltimore Ravens, Joe Flacco has missed practice again this week, so it looks like his uh, availability is coming into question this week. I already mentioned this in my last podcast, so I'm not sure how much more ground I'm going to cover. However, I do think that we need to bring up the fact that as of today, Thursday, the time of this recording, Lamar Jackson actually missed practice. So that means that Lamar Jackson may not even be the starting quarterback this weekend. However, it could have been, I don't consider it a veteran's day off considering he's a rookie, but it could have just been a day off for him to rest up, get ready. I don't, I honestly couldn't tell you. However, there was a speculation and I got a notification from NFL mobile directly on this today that Lamar Jackson was not contributing in the way that the Baltimore Ravens staff wanted them to today. Today. So there's a possibility that RG3 might be suiting up for the first time this season and it, not just sitting on the bench this weekend, but playing. So that would be very interesting to see in Baltimore. Uh, they, they're hosting the Cincinnati Bengals this weekend and the Bengals are also sitting in a tumultuous situation. They're not doing as well as they could be. And they have an embattled head coach just like John Harbaugh is in Baltimore. So both could be losing out on their head coaches at the end of the season. You never know. There's already one team in the AFC North that's lost out on their head coach, and that being Hugh Jackson in Cleveland. They've got a head start as far as where they're going to go next year as far as getting a head coach. So who knows? Maybe the loser is going to lose their head coach this weekend. That's my personal thought is if there is a lopsided contest this weekend, you may see a head coaching change for either one of the teams. So it's going to be real interesting to see this weekend as far as the coaching situation, as far as the playing situation. 
Who's going to win out of that? Uh, if I had to pick, if you had a gun to my head right now, I'd probably say the Cincinnati Bengals. And that's coming from a Baltimore Ravens fan, so it kind of hurts a little bit. But the Cincinnati Bengals seem to know what they're doing. Their defense is not that great. But then again, the Baltimore Ravens offense has not been clicking either recently. By the way, I'm just going to peel back the curtain a little bit for you guys here. I'm recording this now during the Thursday night football game. And I'm watching as Aaron Rodgers is on the field right now. And I'm just freaking amazed at this guy. This, This guy is just so damn amazing. Probably the best quarterback in the NFL. And just watching him scramble out to the left, his left side which he is right-handed and pick up about three yards just on a scramble when his offensive line is garbage his wide receivers are second stringers at best he just makes chicken salad out of chicken shit every fucking time he gets on the field it just amazes me just wanted to bring that up so let's shift gears to another team in the afc north uh looks like Le'Veon bell as i reported last week did not report to the pittsburgh steelers for practice for training for anything he is not going to be playing for the pittsburgh steelers for anybody in the nfl this season he's being shut down now there's a lot of people out there that are bitching and moaning and complaining and why isn't Le'Veon bell playing out there you should be out there entertaining me i bet you the most of those people that are complaining right now are people like me who took them in the first round of a fantasy football draft. And the only reason I did that was because I accidentally auto-drafted and I fell asleep during the draft that I was supposed to take. Uh, and I probably wouldn't have picked Le'Veon Bell just knowing the situation and knowing that he wasn't going to be ready for week one. At the very least, I didn't know he wasn't going to report for the entire season. <laughs> uh, I definitely w- wouldn't have taken him in the uh, draft, especially in the first round. So I guess you could say that I didn't report to the fantasy training camp, just like Le'Veon Bell didn't report to his training camp or to the team altogether. So this raises the only question that I have right now, as far as Le'Veon Bell, who the hell is he going to play for next year? It's definitely not going to be Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, first off, doesn't want him. The city's probably hating him right now. If he still lives in Pittsburgh, I feel bad for that motherfucker. I would not be living in Pittsburgh right now if I was Le'Veon Bell. I would be getting the far the hell away from Pittsburgh. Go back to Miami, dude, if you're listening to this podcast, which if you're not, you should be. But uh, regardless, Le'Veon, next year. Mike Florio was reporting, and this is just his speculation from Pro Football Talk, by the way that uh, he plays for the New York Jets next year. It sounds on paper like a perfect fit. Sam Darnold is a quarterback. They got Robbie Anderson at wide receiver. It makes sense for Le'Veon Bell to come in, especially with the cap space situation. They've got plenty of room. They can finagle it. They've still got their quarterback under the rookie contract. So they've got plenty of space to bring this guy on board and just plug him in and say, hey, kid, workhorse, let's do this. We're paying you X amount of millions of dollars. Come in, be the ever down back, because that's what Le'Veon Bell is looking for at this point. He wants to be paid over the next five years at least to be the every down running back. He didn't want to come in on a one year deal on a franchise tag deal and be the workhorse running back. He didn't want to be run into the ground knowing that there's no guarantee beyond this year that he's going to be set for life or set for at least a couple years as far as monetary value is concerned, which makes complete sense to me. I don't understand why everybody's bitching about it, and it makes sense that he made a business decision. I'm not going to play this year under the franchise tag. It only guarantees me, and don't get me wrong, $14 million is a lot of fucking money. I would take $14 million for one year any day. But then again, I'm not a freakish athlete like Le'Veon Bell. So if the guy wants to make a business decision 
and go out there and say, no, I'm not going to play this year. I'm going to sit out and then go to the free agency next year, which is, by the way, what it's reporting to be. Because if the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers were to franchise tag them next year, the same franchise tag does not apply according to the collective bargaining agreement. It looks like the quarterback money franchise tag would apply to them. So you would be looking at at least $20 million for Le'Veon Bell if you were to franchise tag that mofo one more time. He would, I just don't see that happening. At the, at the most, what I could see Pittsburgh doing just to be dicks about it, they could do the transition tag, which would mean that uh, I think it's a solid $14 million uh, to Le'Veon Bell guaranteed for one year. Any other team could come in and offer a contract to Le'Veon Bell and the Pittsburgh Steelers would have the right to refusal at that point. So they could refuse to match the offer or they can match the offer, which I highly doubt that Pittsburgh would do. I doubt that Pittsburgh would apply the transition tag in the first place. But if they were to apply the transition tag, there's there's just certain things that Pittsburgh doesn't do. Pittsburgh Steelers don't like to give uh, guaranteed money beyond year one as far as contracts are concerned. So. It doesn't make sense for Pittsburgh to do that. I mean, let me rephrase that. Pittsburgh does do guaranteed uh, money beyond year one for major key players like the quarterback, like Ben Roethlisberger has guaranteed money beyond year one. Antonio Brown might have a little bit of guaranteed money beyond year one, but they're not willing to do it for a running back. In 2018, running backs just don't have the value that they did back in 1980, according to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So. It's just their philosophy. It's just how they do things. I don't agree with it, but hell, that's why I'm a Ravens fan. Nonetheless, um, next year, destination spots, Jets being number one, in my opinion, in Mike Florio's opinion. The Raiders make sense. They have cleared a lot of cap room. They could be possibly clearing a lot more cap room coming up, getting rid of some of these veterans. Uh, That seems like a good fit. Uh, I don't know who the quarterback is going to be next year, though, as far as the Oakland Raiders is concerned. Derek Carr may not even be there next year. There's a lot of rumor and innuendo that Mr. Carr is going to be cut or traded from the team. Maybe they get yet another first round. It seems like by the end of the season, the Oakland Raiders are going to own the entire first freaking round. And be able to get every star-studded player in the draft. And they'd probably still whiff on them just because they suck at drafting for the most part. And they hit here and there with Khalil Mack and whatnot. But uh, I don't know. Let's see if any of these first-round guys that they pick up are going to be worth a damn. Who knows? Le'Veon could very well go to a division rival. You know who's got a shitload of money? Cleveland Browns. They're on the uprise a little bit. They're doing a lot better than they were last year, to be honest with you. Hell, they even tied the Steelers at some point this season. So who knows? Maybe Le'Veon sees the dollar bills there and maybe he sees them actually winning something next year. I'm not sure what his motivation is going to be next year. Does he want to play for a team that's going to go to the playoffs or does he want the money or does he want some sort of combination of both? I don't know. If he wants a combination of both, I know another team in the AFC North that might be freeing up a lot of cap space by getting rid of a lot of team, a lot of players on the team, and that could be the Baltimore Ravens. It very well could happen that uh, Le'Veon Bell gets his big payday from the Ravens, and they finally get a running back that's uh, transcendent and the first real running back to be on the team since Ray Rice left. In other news, it looks like the head coach of the Detroit Lions, Matt Patricia, is in the news. Uh, this guy decided this week that they're going to have practice outdoors to get ready for the elements, uh, pretty cold out in Detroit. And this guy is wearing shorts out there in the snow. 
crazy asshole. So the team is a dome team known for playing in a dome. They only play two more games out in the snow or not in the snow out in cold weather this year. That being in Buffalo and in Green Bay, the rest of it is either indoors at a different place or indoors at home. So I don't know really why they're practicing outdoors right now in the cold. They're currently three and six. They have a victory over the New England Patriots and two other really irrelevant victories as well. They are in the basement of the NFC North. So let's see how well Matt Patricia's team does now that they're going to be practicing outdoors. And let's see if they can actually start piling up some wins because they need probably about seven more wins in order to get into the playoffs. Such a strange turn of events to see that the Detroit Lions are once again in the basement and the Chicago Bears are on top of the division. Do you think that's going to hold up? I don't know. Maybe the Minnesota Vikings come by and sneak up and get that division again. It's it's a strange place this NFL is. Seahawks are not the division leads right now in the NFC West. The Rams are good again for the first time in a long time. Ravens are damn near the basement. I mean, it's just it's so weird. I don't know. Um, but anything can happen in the NFL, just as Jim Ross would used to say, anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation. Anything can happen in the National Football League. Any given day, any given Sunday. So I got one more topic I want to talk about here. I'm going to keep this one short because I'm actually going to be doing a recording tomorrow with At The Real Forno again. So he's going to be welcome back to the show. We're probably going to talk about fantasy projections, going to talk about what's going on this weekend in the NFL. Anything, honestly, that comes to our mind, we're going to be talking about tomorrow. So that'll be a real fun episode I'm doing a recording. I think I'm probably going to get about a half hour of content out of him, hopefully. We'll see what happens. Um just want to go ahead and cover the fact that Kansas City and L.A. Rams are going to be actually playing in L.A. this week as opposed to Mexico City. They were originally scheduled to be playing in Mexico City, but the stadium looked like a Washington Redskins stadium at FedEx Field. It was just god-awful. So I looked at that stadium, saw pictures of it earlier today, and it was just... It, it looked like <clears throat> monster trucks had taken over and just tore up the stadium. So the NFL did something good this week. I, I was actually pleasantly surprised, and they relocated the game back to L.A. The reason it got relocated to L.A. was because the Rams were actually scheduled to be the home team, quote-unquote home team, in Mexico City. So they get the home game. They get the actual uh, stadium fair, and it uh, looks like uh, the L.A. Rams are doing some really nice things this week. They actually offered free tickets to first responders uh, of the California wildfires. Anybody that was affected by the California wildfires were offered free tickets. Uh, anybody that was uh, affected by the shooting situation out in L.A., they were offered free tickets. So the L.A. Rams are really doing good things for the community. And as much as the L.A. Rams are starting to do things for the Los Angeles community, it just seems like Los Angeles doesn't give a shit. And it's, it's really frustrating because they're trying so hard to reach out and get that fan base. They have two teams out there, the L.A. Chargers, the L.A. Rams, and Los Angeles barely notices that the teams are there. It's really frustrating. I don't know what uh, Los Angeles Rams or the Los Angeles Chargers have got to do to reach out to that community and get them to start coming to games. but. It looks like an away game every time either of those teams play, especially at the StubHub Center. God, watching the Chargers play at the StubHub Center with just 30,000, they can't even fill up a 30,000-seat stadium. It's amazing. Nobody gives a shit about 
football in LA. And you would figure after 20 years, a team would figure out a way to keep, I'm sorry, a city would figure out a way to keep their teams. They get two teams out there and nobody gives a shit. They, they won't attend games. It looks like the visiting team every time fills up the stadium. It, it blows my mind. I don't get it. How they could just. A whole city. A whole team. Two teams. And nobody comes to the games. Blows my mind. But anyway. That should be a hell of a game this weekend. And I'm actually looking forward to it. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Rams. So. You got Patrick Mahomes is going to be facing Jared Goff. Uh, yeah, is it really versus Jared Goff? I mean, can you really call it a battle of the quarterbacks there? I don't think it's really Jared Goff. That's the reason why that team is doing so well. Jared Goff certainly has his hand in it, don't get me wrong, but when you have players uh, like a Todd Gurley out there and like a decent offensive line that they have, then, yeah, it's, it's mostly those. It's, it's not necessarily all Jared Goff. But uh, Patrick Mahomes is doing great things out in Kansas City. He's got a lot of weaponry around him. Uh, that's just a star-studded team on offense altogether. And honestly, both of these teams have shit for defense this year. I don't know what's going on with the L.A. Rams. They spent a lot of money on that defense this offseason. But Indomitian Sue, Aaron Donald... They just got uh, Dante Fowler from the char- from the Jaguars, so I don't understand why this team is underachieving the way it did. It is right now, but um, hell, they even got to keep Talib out there. It's amazing the star power that they have on that defense. But the defense has given up like thirty points a game. It's a, just fucking blows my mind. By the way, I'm still watching this Packers Seahawks game, and Aaron Rodgers just threw one deep down the field to. Uh, Adams and it was one hell of a heave ho in there. Uh, big kudos to Adams for actually pulling that one in. It looks like picked it up at about the seven or eight yard line. Whew. Aaron Rodgers is an amazing quarterback, but that's neither here nor there. Still talking about the Kansas City and LA game. Those two teams are the best in their respective conferences. I think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to maintain the first seed. LA Rams may go up there and get the first seed from the Saints. Uh, It sucks that they had to face off with the Saints in the middle of the season. I wish that honestly would have stayed to the end of the season. I would have loved those two to clash it out on like a Sunday night football in week 17 to determine who was going to be the first seed. But we got what we got and it's going to be a hell of a game this weekend. If I had to, I know I'm going to go into my predictions tomorrow with the real Forno, but if I had a gun to my head right now and I had to pick Kansas City or L.A., let me sit here and think about this for a minute. I would probably, and it's in L.A., not that it matters. Like I said, it's going to be all Kansas City filled anyway, but if I had a gun to my head, I'd probably say Kansas City was going to win that game tomorrow just because Patrick Mahomes is playing lights out. I think it honestly comes down to the quarterback play. And I think the better quarterback in this case is Patrick Mahomes. He's just got the raw arm talent. He's got the ability to scramble around with the football. He can go pick up the ball and get you a first down with his legs. He can also heave ho it down the field to Sammy Watkins, to Tariq Hill. He could dump it off to uh, Kareem Hunt. He's just got the better weapons. And then don't forget Travis Kelsey going up the seam there and just he can get a first down any chance that he's given the ball. He's, he's an amazing talent, too. I think the weaponry goes to KC, but the LA Rams have got a chance to, uh, I think the Rams might 
pick up the victory if the scheme is there because this whole team let's let's face facts it's it's very similar the talent that is to what it was when Jeff Fisher was there but the scheme is what really has changed that team altogether Jared Goff did not play good his rookie season but when Sean McVay came in everybody was talking about Jared Goff oh my god Jared Goff is playing lights out uh, the whole team's playing lights out because Sean McVay came in kid genius and turned that team around just made it a much better team to play with altogether. So if anything, that team is going to be good. That team is going to be great. That team is going to win this weekend because of the scheme. Either that or the Kansas City Chiefs are going to come in with raw talent and just beat that ass. I don't know. It's going to be an amazing game. I know that much. I'm going to be watching that one. I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait. Um, my other projections are going to come tomorrow. And... I'm I'm looking forward to a good slate of games this weekend, including the Ravens and the Bengals. And uh, I got a feeling that the loser of that one's not going to make the playoffs. Honestly, maybe neither of those teams are going to make the playoffs. We'll see what happens. A lot of good games this weekend. We'll we'll uh, make our predictions tomorrow. That's all I got for today. So I'll uh, get back with you guys tomorrow at some point. And that podcast will probably be uploaded altogether by Saturday. Uh, so hopefully you'll be able to hear that Saturday morning going into Saturday evening. Um, by the way, if you're hearing this, then you're probably one of the people that downloaded it on Anchor, Stitcher. Or Pocket Cast, because that's where we are now. Um, still waiting for approval from the other major distributors, but we're going to get this uh, podcast out there to as many places as we, as we can. I'll get this onto YouTube as soon as possible as well. That was our major distributor for uh, the longest time. But we're, we're getting it out there. Get, please get the word out there about the uh, FAP podcast. And uh, if your friends don't listen, make them believers. That wraps up today's podcast. Until next time. This is CJ Newman. Follow me on Twitter at the CJ Newman, N-E-U-M-A-N. I look forward to talking to you guys again.